Hey guys, and welcome back to the Tennis Section podcast. I know it's been quite a while since we did one of these episodes. We were planning on doing more. It's just, you know, we've been we've been quite busy busy with traveling. You know, Andrew with his coaching, me, we're just traveling. It's the, the holiday season at the moment. And I can imagine a lot of you as well are just trying to relax and trying to get the most out of, you know, the warm weather around, around Europe at the moment. Well, if you're not in Europe, wherever you are. Um, but yeah, so as always, I'm joined by Andrew, co-host. Hey guys, as Liam said, great to be back here again with you guys. Um, we're going to try to bring out some more content more regularly for you guys. I'm especially heading into the US Open. We'll definitely try to keep you updated on everything that's going on and keep track of all the tournaments and the players. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think we're heading into a good season now. I think it's always hard when the grass court season comes around because it's about four weeks. It's just four weeks. You know, yeah, exactly. you have a few yeah. run, run-up tournaments, then it's big Wimbledon, then it's just silence, you know. You, I even saw Kyrgios tweeted out the other the other day something saying like, why why are we playing on clay, on clay in like Stad and you know uh, Hamburg right now? Why is never 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 understood that it makes no sense to me. I don't know yeah, why they didn't I do it before yeah. the grass court season or something exactly. like that. But yep. you know it it is what it is. Um, the 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 schedule. I think it's hard to change once they've already sort of created a pattern of it um, exactly throughout the years. But yeah, anyway. Um, a lot going on, to be honest, in, in the world of tennis. I think there's a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, first and foremost, the big news that came out this morning, Andrew, I think, you know, everyone was sort of wondering whether it would happen or not happen. But uh, Djokovic has agreed to play at the Labour Cup this year. So we have the big four all together at the Labour Cup in London this year. What are your thoughts on that? No, amazing. I mean, I'm very excited to see that possibly and, and probably for the last time you know all four yeah. of those guys are going to be together you know sad to say but it's going to be amazing I'll be watching for sure oh yeah I, I think everyone I think Murray was it was a given because it is in London you know yes it's yeah. in London you need to have Murray because you know it's just the British crowd wants wants to see one of their own but it was always interesting because the previous years it was always either Federer and Nadal or Federer and Djokovic playing the Labour Cup, never the three together. So having them three as well is sort of an interesting, an interesting dynamic. I think it'll be, I think who would they, who would they put to play the bigger matches, the more important matches for the points? Will they take it that seriously? Will they try and be competitive with each other? Will they try and have a laugh? It'll be all interesting to see, but um, we got, we got a few questions in just from, from that news this morning. And the, the big one was, if, if you could include this time as well this year, but if you had to choose any moment in time, what would you? What would your dream Labour Cup team be? Your six members from each the world and uh, Europe. I think you have to have the big four for sure. Um, so, <laughs> so, so who, who are the who are the other two? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, Borg, I guess, yeah. and. One more, I don't know. That's a tough one. Who do you think? I've taken the first five, so I'll give you one. <laughs> well, I would have said Ivan Lendl, but then he turned American. So, <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> um, true. I don't know. Yeah, I t- t- Tim Henman would have been a good one, I think. Having him. Oh, in, if, it, in if it's in London, yeah, 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 for sure. Tim Henman, I think, would have been good. Uh, European players, Goran Ivanovic. Would have been would have been fun to have in there. fan favorite oh yeah oh yeah, yeah for sure uh, and with the, with a big four you can afford to take some some wild card picks as exactly, well you don't you exactly. don't you don't even really you don't even really need Borg you know I mean yeah <laughs> maybe maybe, think, a, think, maybe a doubles guy <laughs> a doubles guy from Europe ah <laughs> oh, 
I'm not too how, sure. How about, how about one of the British guys? <laughs> Jamie Murray. Jamie Murray. Jamie Murray. <laughs> can play doubles with his brother. Just, just, just have Andy and Jamie do the doubles and the, the other guys yeah. do the rest. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, that, 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 that would have been a fun team. I think it's hard to create a European team without having the big four. So you're sort of limited yeah. in sort of yeah. the extra two players that you can have. It's sort of hard to, to narrow. I like, I like the Ivanisevic pick. I like that better than my Borg pick, to be honest. I mean, Borg and, well, Borg and Ivanisevic together would have been fun. I think yeah. It, yeah, would, yeah. it would have been interesting to see any sort of player of this era play against Borg. Yeah, I wonder. I, I wonder how that would have gone down. I think he retired too soon. It would have been interesting to see how he his game would have evolved with the the eras of tennis evolving. But you know, exactly. That's 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 back in the day. Um, on on Team World side, I think it's it's much. I think it's much more open for debate. Um, yeah. If, if I'll go first, I'd I'd say you definitely need Pete Sampras in there. Definitely, 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 definitely Agassi. Agassi, yeah. McEnroe, hundred percent. Yep. Uh, I know. Forget a lot of it is for the fans too, you know. So, so guys like McEnroe. I mean, even a, a James Blake, you know. I mean, yeah. fan fa- fan favorite, you know. But I'd say Marcelo Rios, you know. Well, I, I, know I, I, I was just I was just gonna say that, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I've met. I, I don't know if I, I knew, I knew before, that's what but, you were gonna say. <laughs> oh yeah, he was my first pick, but I didn't want to seem too crazy yet. <laughs> Show us the no, T-shirt. No. You're wearing his T-shirt. Come on. <laughs> no, no, not not quite. <laughs> <laughs> no no my, that's my all-time favorite player so he has to be in there um yeah big james so those, those five as well but we maybe blake as well yeah we need to make it a bit more competitive though because t- uh, team world is going to get killed by team europe with a big four yeah. and we need who else maybe, can we put to make it more competitive i don't know I was, I was i was even thinking you know we could add boris becker to team europe uh, uh true yeah 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 well. but that, that would make it even <laughs> even harder for them but then you could you could add Ivan Lendl to team world i know jimmy connors as well jimmy huge, connors huge as well, fan yeah. favorite as well yeah 100 yeah. percent. but basic basically it's just an nick, all-american nick, team nick nick curious maybe he could he could he could be in for the doubles yeah true true well even for the singles i think i think curious curious against borg would have been would have been incredibly interesting <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, what uh, what rackets are they using? I think you have to give Kyrgios an old school well, how, racket. No, how how many of those would he break? <laughs> he just break it with his forehand. He doesn't even yeah. have to like smash it. it just the uh, <laughs> the strings would break just by hitting the forehand so hard. Yeah. Um, no, that's a, that's an interesting question for sure. I think we've had more fun with that than than most of the others. You know, so you guys yeah. can also let us know in the comments who who we left out and who we would have included. Oh, hundred percent. I think definitely all time team world would be majority american based yep. just because of the oh, yeah. incredible talent that they used to have there would have um, to be yeah team team europe is sort of more limited in the players that you can have in just because you have to have those big four in there if it's all yep. time um, yeah exactly you could then even add like a vavrinka or something you know there's so yeah. there's so many options that you could have in it's, there it's unfair really <laughs> in team in team world you could add adele potro but it's it's hard there's there's so many oh, I names forgot, but... i forgot him yeah yeah no he would be a good pick for sure adele potro. yeah 100%. one of the only one of the only guys who can handle the big four. Oh, 100 you know, yeah. You know, yeah damn if only if only injuries didn't come along oh yeah but yeah that's exciting i'm very, I'm very excited for that um maybe people who've listened to the podcast before know i've, I've said um, i'm going to the saturday day and night session of the labor cup this year um so i'm i'm interested in seeing the matchups and who's going to play 
what would your what would your favourites match up this year for with the players that have been sort of listed already? What would your favourites match up be so far, and what would your favourite sort of doubles pairing be? Well, I want to see Federer's match for sure. I don't care who he's playing, and I'm just excited to yeah. see him playing again. You know, and I, I do want to see a a, a curious, hope, assuming he's on the team, and and Djokovic rematch. You know, I think uh-huh. that's going to be pretty pretty spicy. Um, yeah. I think there are going to be a lot of interesting things, you know, Nadal coming back, you know, how is he going to respond? And still have my fingers crossed that one of the big three isn't going to pull out, you know, just because, you know, Federer may have a setback. Hopefully not. I'm not putting that out there, you know, may have a setback. Um, Nadal, you know, might not want to overload himself. You know, Djokovic, depending on if, if, if he's allowed to play the US Open or not, you know, he's always up to something, it seems like. So I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, but I, I know I'm always <laughs> doubting everything, but I'm just, I'm really excited to see those four guys. And hope no, nothing yeah, screws I, it up. I, I think, yeah. Against anyone. I, I'll take it against anyone. I think, I think, I don't think Djokovic, Nadal or Murray would pull out um, per yeah. se. I think they're sort of set to play. I think it is a question of when Federer comes back, let's just hope he doesn't re-injure himself, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I would say, yeah, as you said, Djokovic Curios would be would be great to see a rematch. Anyone against Federer. I think the interesting thing would be the doubles matches. So, you know, we've seen Federer Djokovic play together before. We've seen Federer Nadal play together before. Yeah. Will this year we see sort of a Djokovic Nadal play together? Yeah. That that might be that might be quite good. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends too on, on how far how well Rafa does at the US Open. You know, if he goes on a deep run while injured or, or while semi-injured you know he may I don't know I'd, I'd put him on the list of maybe he's just like Federer you know because I mean if I was him I wouldn't if I say I made it to the final or if I won the US Open tough matches I probably would want to take maybe the rest of the year off you know so yeah who, who I knows know. I mean he could he might he might just come and play the doubles or, or mess around in the singles maybe you know because it's not ultra serious well I don't know, you know? Rafa, Rafa yeah. always seems to to come out and whatever the matches play intense yeah intense intense tennis that he just wants to win i think he's shown at the labor cup before that even though it is sort of supposed to be a fun environment when he's on yeah. the court he's going to give it his 110 percent. so it'll be yeah. interesting i think even when we look back at wimbledon if he if rafa didn't get injured um and, and had, didn't have to pull out he he would have been up there with Djokovic. you know yeah that, yeah that, I, I think, I, so I think he would i think he would have beaten nick i think yeah he would have gotten in the final with Djokovic. And then I think it would have been a five-setter that could have gone either way. It could have gone yeah. Rafa's or, or, or Novak's way. So I think it's just the injuries. I hope I hope that he can stay fit enough for a long enough time that, that we see him play some 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 good tournaments this year um, to continue yeah. his, his amazing season already, I think. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the, the, the Djokovic-Kyrgios matchup, I don't think that's as interesting to me anymore now that they're BFFs. You know, like when they were... You know, when they were jabbing at each other nonstop, you know, I, I enjoyed that, you know, but now yeah. they're, they're very, very friendly now. So, well, that, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing. I was, I, was, I was wondering what's going on here. I, I, I understand all the sportsmanship <laughs> and, you know, the friendship and stuff, but Kyrgios needs to sort of have an enemy on the court. Agreed. He needs yeah. to have the opponent as his enemy to play yep. at 110%. Whenever he met yeah. Djokovic beforehand, the two times he met beforehand, he despised Djokovic. Yeah. So yeah. he, he and was, vice versa. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he, did, yeah. he was just trying to play his best to, to make sure that he didn't lose to a guy he hates. But if you're playing against a guy you like, you know, you're not going to fully go for it. So it yeah. When we're looking at Kyrgios's mentality, you know, so yeah, I, was, I sort of I sort of had a feeling that Djokovic 
would have the upper hand in terms of the matchup because he doesn't mind playing against friends or not friends. He will always give it his best. Yep, exactly. Um, but but yeah, continuing on to uh, to um, Djokovic, I think it'll be interesting to see coming into the US swing starting at the end of, well, start of next month. Uh, will he be allowed into the US? Like even he, he, he said he's not getting vaccinated. He's not planning on getting vaccinated anyways. Yeah. Um, the US doesn't doesn't allow any foreign unvaccinated people coming into the country unless they have sort of exemptions. Will Djokovic try and go for another exemption and go through that whole sort of but how would thing? how would he get how would he get the exemption though? That's exactly who you know. knows, you know. The, the the exemptions are I don't I don't know what the, the list of exemptions are and how you get them, but I think I don't think he would qualify for any exemption. The only yeah. reason why he sort of qualified for the exemption in uh, Australia. What, uh, was because he had contracted COVID within a certain time frame before his travel there. Yeah. So he technically couldn't be vaccinated, you know. Um, yeah. 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 But I don't think I don't think that sort of counts now. But who knows? I think. I mean, and it's only a few weeks away, really. You know, so exactly. I don't see anything major changing. I've seen no sign. Not that I'm involved in politics or anything. But I haven't seen any signs of that changing. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the rules have been relaxed, but I don't see them relaxing the non-vaccinated one anytime soon. No, I don't think so, especially with, no. especially with Biden just contracting COVID. Uh, yeah, I, I, think... I don't want to get too much into the, the COVID rules either. But I mean, it's, it's a little crazy to me that you don't need a test, but vaccinated people can can enter. You know, it, it doesn't make sense because, I mean, in my opinion, the test is a a more reliable <laughs> way of knowing that you're protected and, and you're safe at the moment. Yeah. You know, I don't know. So, it's, it's a tough one. It's every country's got the different rules and, you know, here in the, in the UK, you like anyone can basically come in now, you know, it's yeah, everyone unvaccinated, vaccinated could play at any tournament. And, you know, it's, it's, it's up to the countries. I think it'll be a shame not to see Novak play at the U S open just because yep. obviously he, he's, he won Wimbledon and he's, you know, he's Novak Djokovic. So, yeah, it's it was it was interesting to see how it happened in Australia. Hopefully, it's not going to be as chaotic and more. And it's going to be more sort of transparent and yeah, straightforward exactly. this time. But we'll see. We'll see in the coming weeks. You know, it's it, he, he's definitely if he is going to be allowed into the US, I don't think he'll play any of the Masters events. Um, yeah. I think he'll just be solely focused on the US Open. Um, but we'll see. Uh, maybe he's filed his citizenship papers and we don't know about it to become a US citizen he'll <laughs> <laughs> also beef up the Labour Cup team as well exactly he, we, he can switch, we can over, switch yeah. him the sides and then, and then still, he'll be... still get the big four there and it'll be more competitive very so, true you know yeah. that, that, that's, that's very twist. interesting yeah, that's, my, that's my conspiracy theory for the week <laughs> stay, stay. <laughs> just just joking guys <laughs> don't take me seriously on that one well that, you know you can you can start the paperwork for him Andrew okay I'll do that once I get yeah. a cut of, of whatever money it is yeah I'll yeah, do it yeah just just yeah. say you know I get a cut of whatever you make at the US Open I'll take 20 percent <laughs> yeah. yeah cheap 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 <laughs> um but st- staying on this this Novak sort of uh issue I think everyone listening or if you don't know who i'm going to mention just now uh there's a guy on twitter called pavi g um he's probably the biggest novak djokovic fan out there i would say i wouldn't i wouldn't consider him a fan i consider him more of a troll slash hater of 
yes. anyone else but Novak Djokovic. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's a he, I wouldn't say he's a tennis fan. I would say he's a Djokovic fan and a hater of every other tennis player. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. He he also is I would say close, well closer than than most Djokovic fans are to to the Djokovic sort of camp, right. with you know Yelena Djokovic sort of retweeting him at times, being seen together, taking pictures at Wimbledon in the past, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, he tweeted out something recently, which just, I think, made the tennis community laugh. And it'll be interesting to see what, what you think of it, Andrew, and what the, the, the listeners think of it. Um, he said, it's, uh, someone had tweeted that, you know, it's, it's unlikely that the, U, the US will drop their vaccine mandates before the US Open, saying they would either do it during or after the US Open. And then Pavi G uh, responded saying, it's clear that the president... Uh, has a has an agenda against unvaccinated players uh, and that that was very close to sort of the the top tier of the US sort of ruling system and they don't want to see anyone come in his way as he tries to win a, a Grand Slam title. <laughs> I think I think that I think Pavi G has lost the plot. I, I seriously think Pavi G has lost the plot. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I don't see the, the, man, the vaccine mandate changing, but I don't think it has anything to do with Nadal. I don't think he... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, as, as powerful as powerful as he is, you know, I don't think he has any sort of control, obviously, over the the vaccine regulations uh, towards yeah, you the US. The, you, have, and, you have the biggest country think, in the world. It's just and I, a thousand charge. Yeah. And I'm just guessing, but I don't think Joe Biden really cares too much about the US Open and who wins it, to no. tell you the truth. I mean, I'm sure he'll prefer an American, you know, just by default, but I, I really don't think he's too interested. No. No, you know, so I, yeah, I think I think he's he's gone off here. He always says a lot of outrageous stuff, but I mean, I think this is this is one of the bigger ones he said. Yeah, I, if he's I, being serious, it's hard to te- it's hard to tell if he's being serious. I have no idea. No, I've I've you always know. I've always seen his tweets come up sometimes. I was like, what is this guy on about? What is he talking about? You know, why why does he always create such a fuss about nothing and sort of create these storylines that are just completely sort of conspiracy yeah. theories? You know, I just want to get some attention and and get bited attention and you know he might see it somehow and, and start thinking about it i don't know maybe i don't the more I don't that it's the more the more that it's mentioned right maybe the more chance you have of somehow getting it changed i guess this is way of thinking yeah you know about, because no you know, one's really been talking about it I, I haven't heard djokovic pushing for it much and just in a couple of interviews i haven't seen anyone really discussing it so that but you know you know you know, know what it means andrew you know what it means that the goat the goat sort of argument is finished because if the dow can influence a country such as the u.s well, he's that, a goat for sure. He's yeah. the goat for sure. Yeah, he, that's you know, it. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, exactly. he's bigger than anything Djokovic has ever done. <laughs> yeah. You know that if 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 Pavi G wants to use that logic, you know, I've I've seen some people use that logic back against him. Sort of like if that if that's how important he is, that's how that's he must be bigger than Djokovic. But um, it will, I, I've sort of tried to reduce the amount of tweets I see from Pavi Pavi G because every time it's just like this guy can't be serious. I feel like uh, every time he's, uh, he tweets something, uh, I got that John Macker in my head. You, you can't be serious, you know. Well, why don't um, why don't we take it? Why don't we take it a step further? And I'm just joking with this guy, but maybe Nadal created COVID. You know, he got together yeah. with, with with some people just yeah. No, yeah. knowing that Djokovic wouldn't get vaccinated. You know, so he created it. He got about a year of rest out of it. You know, to deal with his injury. You know, and then he's he's stolen two Grand Slam titles out yeah. of it. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, yeah. it's, it's going to be an interesting <laughs> one. It's going to be an interesting one, I think, to see when Nadal runs for president and uh, then controls the world. Um, and he'll win. He'll win yeah. for sure. hundred percent, hundred percent. Even though he's not a, even though he's not a citizen, he'll be the next president of the United States for it's sure. Crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's the sort of big US Open stuff and sort of post-Wimbledon stuff that we had to talk about. There's a couple more things going on at the moment, which I think are quite interesting, especially in, uh, happening on clay at the moment. Dominic Team, he's, ba- he's yeah. back. He's back yeah. and rolling. What do you think? What is it now? He's in the semis, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the semis yeah. that he's, he's in. He's in the semis yeah. of Stad. Um, and he's beaten some, some good players, to be honest, over the last couple of weeks. He's beaten... Del Bonis, he's beaten Hugo Gaston, he's beaten Emil Sabori, Bautista Agut, uh, Bautista Agut, and he beats today the, the Canadian, no, the Peruvian guy, I believe. Yeah, Varias, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He beat him yeah, quite convincingly, to be honest. Um, and I think that the major thing to take away from that is that he's winning. I don't care who was against, you know, I yeah, mean, he, exactly. he was losing challenger matches against nobodies, you know, and now he's stringing three, four matches together. Exactly. You know, so that can only be a good thing. Is he playing the US Open? I haven't seen. Yeah, well, he is. He's, he, he's using, yeah. he, I don't think he's using his protected ranking to get him into the US Open. Okay. I think he is hoping to get a wild card. And I would imagine they would give him one being a former champion. Um, but if he wins this tournament, surely he'll be high enough to get in automatically, you know? Or I don't know. I don't no. know his ranking at the moment, to be honest. Um, okay. But I, I would imagine he would need a, um, I would imagine he would need a wild card to get into the U.S. Open. Okay, I think, um, I think he'll get they, it they, for sure. They, they would yeah. get, they would give it to oh, him yeah. because he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the champion of two years ago. So, agreed. They're, yeah. they're not going to, they're not going to not give it to him. Um, but and he, you... and I saw, I saw an interview where he said he's fully back now. He said there's no issues at all, mental or physical, and he feels like he's totally one hundred percent back. Which yeah, which is great. Might, to hear. might might be a bit wishful thinking right now, but I mean, he's definitely on the right track. You know, oh, I mean, 100%. he'll still need to to play a bit more serious competition. You know, but definitely looking good. And I saw one or two of the matches, well, highlights of it, and he he looked his his normal self. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, his backhand looks on fire, and I think, obviously, on maybe, clay, he, on clay, maybe he, he might be a well. he might be a late entrant into the Labour Cup. We never know. But to be honest, if he if he plays well on the on the hard court swing, there's there's yeah. no there's no saying no to that. To be honest, how do you think he's going to play on the on the hard court swing? I don't know. I mean, I think he'll do decently. I mean, probably not as well as he would on the clay, you know, where he's a little more comfortable. But I, I think I, I've said from the beginning, I've always thought it was a bit more mental than physical, you know, so just getting those wins under his belt will do wonders. Yeah. You know, so so uh, looking good. And I mean, don't forget, it's, it's Team Europe, right? So, I mean, they don't necessarily need him for much, you know, so you can just have him on the team and, you know, for the fans and sell some tickets and be around the team, you know, and who knows? Get team on the team. That's what yep. we need. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> New hashtag. That, that should that should be the hashtag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Comment. Get team on the team, and that's it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how how his tennis improves over the next few weeks, and how he sort of makes that transition onto hard courts. Um, one thing which really helped him, I think, was not playing Wimbledon because he spent that oh, yeah. those couple of weeks fully training with Rublev every day. Yeah. Um, so you know. If anyone's going to get you up to speed with how people are playing on tour, it's going to be Rublev. Yeah. Well, maybe that's intensity. why he's maybe that's why he's doing so well because it seems yeah. like he's stolen Rublev's powers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, talking about Andrew Rublev and you know helping team improve and sort of training together, he has been struggling though. He has he has not played his absolute best recently. Um, I believe. Last week he lost to Sebastian Baez in a quite convincing fashion. 
uh, on yeah. clay. And then just yesterday, I believe, he lost to Francisco Sarundolo in Hamburg. And, you know, it's an ATP yeah. 500 tournament. Two, and Ru- two sets, Rublev, yeah. Yeah, Rublev loves those tournaments in, in terms of his success at them, being a, a former Hamburg champion himself as well. Um, do you think he, he's, he sort of needs to maybe regroup, get off the clay, get on hard courts and try and, and try and find some rhythm on there? I think so. I mean, he's too good of a player to not figure it out. But I mean, in fairness to him, Baez has been very good lately. And so is Sarundolo, you know, so he played two very good players, you know, on a surface that's not his favorite, even though he's good on the surface, you know, not his favorite, I would say. But I I think he just needs some more, I don't know, some more confidence, maybe. But I read an article recently saying with someone saying that just it looks like all the players have just figured him out, you know, because his game is pretty one dimensional. You know, he doesn't Mm -hmm. have too much variety in it. So I don't know if it's that. I haven't seen too many of his matches, you know, but that, that could be it. You know, anytime someone kind of mixes it up with him and, and can slice and can be very consistent, you know, especially on the clay where his, his ground strokes are not as devastating as they're on hard. Yeah. You know, like someone like Baez, who's like one of the quickest guys out there and never misses, you know, like we've seen him push some of the top guys before on clay. I think it was, was it him that took Sitsipas to five at the, no, the it was French Varev. Open? It was Varev. Zverev. Varev. Varev. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, he, he's a very good player. Sarandolo, I'm not as big a fan of, but I mean, he's been well, he's been good lately, you know. Um, he's played decent at Wimbledon. He's, he's had some good wins. He won the title last week. Yep. So, and he's, he's another guy, you know, he just doesn't miss. You know, he doesn't yeah. do much, but doesn't miss at all. So those kind of players are pretty annoying, you know, from experience and from watching them play. That was but me I, this morning. I, yeah. I, was playing, I was playing against a guy who just wouldn't miss the ball. And I think it's, it's let's just, say it didn't go my way yeah but you're a bit better than rublev though so that's surprising oh, yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. that you didn't no, I, I mean okay. i mean you know i, yeah. I think if rublev needs, needs any tips just <laughs> give me a call you know that's I'll, I'll, be, I'll be more than happy to help as i said we have a 20 percent cut that's it 20 yep. cut yep. tennis section, standard across cut. across yeah. everything yeah yeah exactly and then and then you know i'll make him a grand slam champion in, in less than a year um <laughs> But no, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think he did lose the two good players. I think as he he does he does have a one-dimensional game, but his his shots are so ruthless that when he is feeling the ball hundred yeah. percent, even if you know where the ball is going, you don't have complete control in the return of it. Um yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how he plays on the sort of a faster hardcore coming into the US, the US swing. Yeah. Um yeah. And the thing with those guys too, I mean, how they play is so risky and so aggressive and very little margin for error, you know? So, I mean, if you're not 100% on, it can get pretty ugly pretty quickly, Yeah. you know, and through, through no fault of his, you know, like he, he'll always make a lot of errors based on his style. Yeah. So if he's not feeling it and, you know, it's very, very easy to see him losing and especially in these two fifties where anything can happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be overly worried, a little bit concerned because I mean, he hasn't had the greatest last few months anyway you know but uh, yeah i think he's too good uh, to not get back up there 100 percent, i completely agree um speaking of another guy who's sort of a big hitter go hard or go home uh matteo berrettini you know he's recovered from covid obviously he he's back playing i think he since since he came back from his injury he's 10 and 0 at the time of the recording of this podcast but currently he is losing might be might be 10 and 1 in an exactly. hour exactly <laughs> it might it yeah. might be 10 and 1 by the time this this podcast is out because he's currently down a set i believe against pedro martinez pedro martinez yeah um so lost the, lost the first set 6-3 but it's on serve in the second early in the second yeah. set 
I think he'll turn it around, but never even, know. even if he doesn't, I think it doesn't. You can't look into this loss too much if it is a loss. Agreed. Just because it's a second match back from COVID, uh, he is playing on clay when he was completely focused on grass beforehand, um, yeah. and I'm sure winning, you know, this this tournament or you, uh, like the winning a start isn't the biggest priority in his head right now. He's probably saying, okay, I just want to get exactly. some matches in, get my form going, go over to the US, get ready for the sort of, you know, Washington Open. And, Ma- and Martinez, Martinez is good on clay also, you know, so yeah, I, and I, this, I this match is anything. more important for a Martinez than it is for a Berrettini. Do, do you see Berrettini having a chance at the US Open to go all the way? I think so. I mean, it's, it's strange to consider anyone other than, you know, Nadal or Djokovic as a favorite, but I mean, he's got to be up there. You know, he's shown that he can be consistent at these big tournaments. You know, he's, he's got that, that grand slam final under his belt now, you know, and he's, he's got the game for hard courts, you know, so I, I don't know if he can win it, but I, I certainly see him getting to the semis or, or and potentially upsetting someone who's not 100% fit. Yeah. You know, there are obviously two clear favorites as, as with every tournament, you know, Rafa and Novak. You know, but he he's got to be the third favorite, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I think if it is, oh no, Med- Medvedev. We're forgetting Medvedev. Oh, I forgot about. <laughs> oh yeah, Medvedev. we're forgetting he's, him. He's, no, so not not third favorite. Pi- <laughs> we're forgetting he's been out the of the picture champion. for so long. That's the thing. He's been out of the picture for so long. <laughs> you completely forget about Medvedev. I yeah. think yeah, jo- if Djokovic is allowed to play, okay, he 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 and Nadal are number one favorites. But say, you know, the rules stay like this. You could say Berrettini's third favorite because it would be Nadal, Medvedev, and oh, then true. Berrettini. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So you, yeah. So you, weren't, you weren't wrong, Andrew. You weren't wrong. Uh, true, yeah. You did okay. think about Medvedev. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put Curious in there too. Fourth favorite. Yeah, I don't know. A, new, a newly, newly mature Nick Curious, who's shown us that for a week or so. On grass, though. On grass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he he, no, love, he loves playing on grass. I think on hard courts, it's he, he is amazing on hard courts, you know, but his game style isn't as potent as it is on grass. I always like to give him the benefit of the doubt, stupidly usually, you know, but you never know. Maybe that, that Wimbledon final is going to make him grow up finally in his late 20s. Maybe. But we'll, maybe. we'll see. Yeah. Maybe. You never know. He did, he, did, he did say he doesn't care to make it this far again just because it's very tiring. Um, but yeah. It'll be, it'll I'm be surprised you haven't. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Alcaraz yet, as one of the favorites. You know, I. I mean, you know, I'm an Alcaraz fan, all right, but I think, yeah. I think we have put a bit too much pressure on him as a tennis community. Yeah. I, think I mean, showed... I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a favorite tag or one of like a second tier favorite tag for him at the U.S. Open, but the the Wimbledon buzz he was getting was insane like i mean there was no way that he could have gotten any further than he really did yeah you know like even no matter what the draw was i mean it really was crazy for people to expect him to to potentially go all the way he was the second favorite at one point wasn't he i think he was higher than than rafa oh yeah yeah in terms of the bet in terms of the betting odds higher than berrettini at one point as well which is insane to me you know like a guy that's played a couple matches on grass ever was higher than the last year's finalist (laughs) you know but no, I think, I, think, I, think. I think he has a chance, maybe quarters or semis. Yeah, Zverev isn't there, who would be one of the favorites as well, you know. So true. top true, five true. favorite for sure. I'd put him at four or five. Yeah, I'd say gotta, so as well. I'd you got to put, put Sitsipas up there, even though he hasn't. You, you got it by, by default, I guess. But I, he can't win, in my opinion. No way. 
I don't but, think he wins. No, he I think Tsitsipas is in sort of a position where it's just like, you know, he's, he's sort of becoming like a more and more like a Dimitrov every, every tournament that comes by. Yep. Until he proves us wrong, I don't think I can trust him to win a slam yet. Yeah, um, well, he's another guy I can. I'm happy to give the benefit of the doubt to as well because he's so young and and he yeah, has done he's well. got time. He's got time. You know, but yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. He's like a right now. He's heading towards being like a Dimitrov or a Tim Henman or a Nishikori, one of those guys. You know, like a career top four, five, six who's won a couple big titles, but will never win a slam. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. so ho- hopefully not. Hopefully, he proves me wrong. I mean, but. No, his best chance at a slam is is on clay, <laughs> uh, for sure. Without well, he was he was only there. he was only a set away, man. He was only a set away. Let's not yeah. relive that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening. Obviously, uh, we we had a lot of great reception. Instagram's been growing. The community's been growing. Um, thank you for all your questions. Obviously, we didn't go for your questions at the end as we usually do. Try to integrate them more into the conversation. So a lot of the questions that I asked Andrew or Andrew asked me were like questions that actually came in through the Instagram, um, which were quite interesting, to be honest. They, they focused a lot on what's, what's going on right now. And m- most people are interested in the US Open, obviously. I think not, not many people are too sk- interested in what's happening right now in sort of Stad or Hamburg. Um, but as always, you know, thank you for listening. If you guys want to, to join uh, to join us, become a member of our premium picks, you know, that's been growing. That's been going very well. We have a, over an 80% success rate in, the, in our predictions, which is very good, I think. Uh, if you want to join it, you can find it on tennissection.com forward slash premium, or you can go to tennissection.myshopify.com. And, you know, we have monthly, six-month annual plans. And if you just have any questions about it, just DM us on Instagram. More than happy to respond to you guys and, and help you out. Um, but on that note, uh, anything you want to say, Andrew, before we, we head off? Uh, not really, guys. And as I said before, in the start of the program, we're going to try to bring this um, the podcast out to you again every week, you know, like we used to, you know, so please get those questions in. Um, we want to hear about your dark horse picks and your picks for the US Open coming up, you know, predictions about Djokovic, Nadal's odds of being US president, anything like that, you know, so <laughs> so just reach out to us whenever and, and see you guys soon. Well, pa- Paviji would definitely be betting on on that. If, uh, the, yeah. the Nadal, we should have Nadal a we should, should have a market for that on our side. I think we can make oh, some yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nadal becoming president, he'll at least put yeah. down a few bets on it. So I oh, think yeah. we can win. We can president win a bit a lot there. U S presidents, right? U S president. Well, yeah, any yeah. president, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you can go to any country and become president. That's how. That's how. That's how much of a goat <laughs> he is. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no. Th- thanks, guys. And obviously, um, if you want to, you know, ask us any more questions, just just DM us on Instagram. Even if we don't post anything like ask us questions, just DM us, ask us your questions. We'll answer next time. And also on a final note, I'm going to the US Open and the Labour Cup this year. I'm going to like the first week of the US Open. I'm going on the Saturday to the Labour Cup. So if you want to see any special content from those sort of events, let us know. I'll work on it. Make sure we get the content out that you guys want. And yeah, but see you guys uh, hopefully next week or, the, or in, in a couple of weeks time. All right. Take care, guys. See you next week. Bye.